You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, and on this episode, I'll be joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. And there's plenty to discuss. We talk about the defeat to Manchester United, Steve Bruce's comments in the aftermath, as well as the pressure he is under going into Friday's game against Leeds, the injury to Callum Wilson, and much, much more. All that to come on the Everything Is Black and White podcast. Hello, welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and later on our podcast channel. Please remember to like and subscribe. I'm Andrew Musgrove, joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. And it's going to be an interesting week for Newcastle United with Leeds coming up on Friday. Newcastle, of course, coming to this game on the back of a 4-1 defeat to Manchester United. Lee, you were down there. It was obviously, to begin with, all about the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. Newcastle ended up shipping four goals. That's now 12 conceded in their opening few games. Was the scoreline a little bit um, misleading, do you think, given Newcastle's performance? I think overall, if you if you lose four one, that's you know that's generally how the game has gone. There's no escape in that. So I'm I'm not one for people when they say it's, oh, it wasn't a four one. It's look, it was four one. That, that's the history books say it was four one. So from that point of view, I thought yeah, it, it, they they deserved to lose by that many because they defended so badly in Man United. Obviously, could add a few more. Now, in terms of it being harsh, it was only harsh on the back of Newcastle come out in the second half. They were much better after the break. They were more of a threat. And at one-one, you thought you all types of things were running through your mind. Can this be the shock? Can we upstage Ronaldo? And then they just switched off. They completely switched off. Um, I think Almiron played a ball across the box. No one got on the end of it. And with that moment, the game just slipped away. And yeah, the towel got thrown in and the defending was was pretty horrendous, to be honest. And I think I've seen a lot said about Freddie Woodman. For me, he was left totally exposed. Not the first Newcastle goalkeeper to be left totally exposed. But for me, that defence in front of him, should be they should be the ones having to go on social media and saying we were not good enough, we did not offer our goalkeeper enough protection, because to to leave it the blame at the door of an inexperienced goalkeeper at Premier League level, we're talking. Uh, I think I think that's too strong for me, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be very harsh, in, in my opinion, if Steve Bruce uses that as an excuse to axe him for that Leeds game, because we know, obviously we know he did that last season with Darlow. Just such an easy thing to do after losing at Man United. Uh, I don't think Freddie Woodman deserves that, and uh, I think he should be allowed to stay in goal for the next couple of games and prove himself. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We're, we're dealing with a manager at the moment who is uh, under a lot of pressure and making making big decisions on on selection. 
Mm, I mean, that's one of the selection decisions he's going to have to make. The other one is probably on the, the forward line, given the, the fear that Callum Wilson could be out until October. Joe Linton started against Manchester United, and I'm sure a lot of people watched Alan Shearer's analysis of the game. <laughs> and there was a moment of Joe Linton literally just jogging towards the box. And Shearer, we know the quality of Alan Shearer, don't we? You know, the Premier League's record goal scorer. But he was spot on with what he said. Joe Linton just doesn't seem to have that instinct of a, of a, of a, a proper centre forward. And there were examples, I thought, um, on Saturday. We, we saw that. We saw the good side of him as well, cutting in and having the shot against the air. Um, but did Joe Linton do enough, Lee, to convince you that he can replace Callum Wilson if indeed Wilson is out for the, for, for, you know, for the, the near future? Well, unfortunately, the club have put themselves in a position where they don't really have much of a choice but to play Joe Linton. Obviously, Dwight Gale is a player who, if he comes in, then they're going to have to change the way they play to an extent because, obviously, they need to play his strengths and get the ball to his feet in the box, which, obviously, they're not very good at, unfortunately. Um, Joe Linton won a lot of aerial balls at the weekend for me. I don't I think it's harsh to blame just him and single him out because the defense was atrocious. The back the back three were a joke. And I think they, you know, need to to look at things defensively because you're not going to win any games or pick up any points if you defend like that. They've conceded the most goals in the Premier League. A dozen goals in four games. You know, it's it's not something that's just happened. It's it's been going on since the season kicked off. So, uh, yeah, Joe Linton may have had a lot of poor performances in recent years, but for me, I don't think uh, he was to blame for that one on on Saturday. You mentioned there the goals conceded. I mean, how did Newcastle fix that? Because that's a lot of goals to concede in the opening four games, and. Uh, you, you do worry facing Leeds, who we know are very good attacking-wise, and we've seen last season how Leeds top Newcastle, and I'm sure that's what many fans are fearing again this Friday. How did Newcastle address this? We know, I think you wrote this morning, didn't you? There was a, there was an immediate inquest in the aftermath of the game. Um, how did they, how did they solve these defensive problems? Well, they've got to get back to basics. They've got they've got to get back to basics, and you know, get back to try just trying to to have a clean sheet, even from Steve Bruce's point of view, privately, he'd take a nil-nil draw now against Leeds every day, every day of the week he'd take a nil-nil draw because it would stop the rot and it would just give them something to build off. At the minute, they can't do the basics and worryingly, there seems to be some kind of concentration issue going on as well where, so you get back in the game at 1-1, then you're on the front foot and then all of a sudden, he just completely switched off. And I know Ronaldo was playing. I know all the hype around it was there. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's, play, who's playing or who you're playing against. If you can't have 10, 10 15 minutes where you sit tight after, after equalising or even being pegged back, if you can't have 10 minutes where you just take stock, just sit back, you know, they, they're just incapable of doing it holding on to leads, staying in the game when they've equalised. They just can't seem to do it. And uh, it's just, it's a worrying trait. And 
I'm I'm concerned about where they are on the table. And yeah, I mean look, they've got one point from twelve. It's it's now a thirty-four game season. Now bearing in mind you're gonna need at least 35, 36 points to stay up, at least. They're gonna have to get a point a game now. Now if they lose two, three, four more, how far are they gonna tumble away from the rest of the pack? It could get easily be cut adrift if they're not careful. And this is where big decisions need to be made behind the scenes. What do you make of Hayden in that back back three? And do you think he'll start there on Friday? We know after the match he you know he spoke to NU, NUF TV, NUFC TV. Um he's very honest and is he's always very honest in what he says. But on the pitch Lee, how did you address his performance and did he do enough to, to maybe make that position his own in the coming weeks? Well, for me, as a central midfielder. So, and you've got Fabian Scher sitting on the bench. You've got Fernandez sitting on the bench. It was a day that you needed experienced defenders, experienced centre-backs, and there's two of them sitting on the bench. I don't know what the excuse, I don't know what the reason was for that. Fabian Scher, maybe the national duty. Okay, I get that. But Fernandez hasn't been on in national duty. And talk of the six players that were on international duty has been a reason why you can't do more in the national break. Again, that, that doesn't really wash with me. I know they've got to have some time off. I get that. But uh, but realistically, you needed an experienced back five at Man United, in it? It wasn't there. It was just, let, let's see. It just felt like, let's see if this works. And unfortunately, it didn't. A few people in the comments praised the man. Quillo obviously got the only goal for Newcastle United, but he, he seemed to have a very or well, a decent enough performance. Do you see him sticking in the team ahead of Murphy, or do you think that was kind of a, a one-game solution, which obviously didn't work because Newcastle got before one, but it was a one-game change just to see if he offered a bit more defensively, trying to stop the likes of Ronaldo and Co. Yeah, look, he's apparently he's been knocking on the manager's door asking for a chance, so he got one. And he did okay. Obviously, got the equaliser. That adds a bit of gloss to it for him that he that he scored at Old Trafford, and it was a really good goal. It was really well worked, uh, but there just wasn't enough of that. So, look, he's more of a natural defender. And at the end of the day, I don't think he'd done anything to be dropped. But I do understand that he he picked up a bit of a knock as well. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how the dust themselves down throughout the week to see uh, where we go team-wise. Now, towards the end of the game, the away fans who supported the team throughout and uh, they applauded the team when a few of the players went over to to um, applaud them. They did make their feelings known, Lee. We, you know, it was very audible. Um, I was following on the radio, obviously, you in the ground. The, you know, there were Bruce out chants and um, he's under a lot of pressure, isn't he? Yeah, and supporters, that... The supporters backed the team for the majority of the game and it was only to the point where the game got away from them that they decided to you know, air their sort of dirty laundry at Old Trafford, if you like, because I, I was wondering if they would do it at Man United just with it being that kind of... You can't say it's a rivalry anymore because they're a million miles away from it, but... You know, it used to be a rivalry. There is a rivalry between the supporters. The, all the stuff with Shearer was going off um, during the game. 
and I wondered if they would, you know, do it then. And because they are unbelievable supporters, but sometimes it's you can't predict what they're going to chant because they do. They're very independent. So the at Aston Villa, for example, you thought that they would turn on Bruce then, but they didn't. They just walked away, walked out of the stadium. Uh, they didn't do that on this occasion, and, and they decided to, to do it. And that's fair enough because they're entitled to their opinion. But yeah, any suggestion that we are orchestrating the lightning um, is is a little bit crazy from my point of view, because as I say, they are an independent fan base, more independent than than any of the other clubs, any of the other clubs. And they will, they're not going to be led by anybody. Do newspapers influence uh, supporters? In some ways they can, but in other ways, if the supporter is, um, watching from the stands and the product they see on the pitch isn't good enough and the analyzing everything the substitutions of the manager the tactics the decisions all, all that sort of stuff they, they pay their money they're entitled to to give their opinion you know the the face value of those tickets on saturday would have been a phenomenal amount of money and this is where i think sometimes like steve bruce needs to possibly take a step back and think these fans are paying Incredible amounts to, to watch their team. 200, 300 quid for a day out in Manchester. You know, I, I was obviously driving back from the game. I'm going past all the buses late at night, by which time the players and the, the manager are probably back in the homes, having, you know, flown back or what, however they've got back. And these guys are all sat on the buses, you know, analysing the game amongst themselves. The supporters, they pay the money, they're entitled to their opinion. They're gonna. They're not gonna be. They don't need to be told by anybody. You know what what's going on. And at the end of the day, any Newcastle supporter would not have been happy with some of the things they've seen at Old Trafford. So, what can I say? What else can I say? Steve Bruce said, you know, there was a game plan. They worked on the game plan. Did you see evidence of that during the game? And there was a positive to take into Leeds, and then. The game after that? Um, hard to say, really, because if you, as I said before, if you pick up a nil-nil draw, you've got something to build on the next game. You've got a clean sheet. You haven't been beaten. You've got some. You've got a platform to move on. You, you don't go from being battered four-one sometimes to then just jumping in the next game and winning three or four-nil. Doesn't often happen. Just feels like Newcastle are, are staggering along a little bit at the moment, and uh, this game against Leeds, it worries me. Um, you know, the Leeds United manager is 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 what you would call meticulous. Really, he's he's you know in every single way, he will know all Newcastle's weaknesses. It's a tough game. They beat us twice last season. Uh, we really need something that um, we, we just need to get something on the board. As I say, a nil-nil draw um, would not be the worst result in the world. Getting a point wouldn't be the worst result in the world. Obviously, they need to win, but they need to stop the rot. And unless they do that, then 
you've then got two away games at Watford and Wolves and things could get very uh, uncomfortable if um, if uh, they go down there with one point on the board. Most certainly. Roger asks Lee, how do you think Newcastle can contemplate an attacking set uh, How do you think we'll contemplate an attacking sense on Friday against Leeds? He says he watched them against Liverpool and he felt that Newcastle couldn't match them or won't match them. Rather. Yeah, I mean, sadly that game, you know, I watched it yesterday. It was overshadowed by the, uh, the injury to, to the youngster at Liverpool and you know, before that, Leeds they were they were two 0 down. I think going into the weekend, they'll be they they will have a file that big on um, on Newcastle and how to break them down, how to expose the weaknesses. There's an incredible amount of weaknesses in this uh, in this Newcastle team, and I'm pretty sure Bielsa will. Be ready for Newcastle. Uh, it's it is worrying um, how that game could turn out. I know Leeds haven't had the best to start themselves, but they'll be looking at this game as a real opportunity now and to get points. And um, look, at the end of the day, you're like me. Uh, we're we're like the fans. We want to see Newcastle win. There's no doubt about it. I, I was at Man United at the weekend. You're walking through Old Trafford. And you're seeing all these red shirts around you and you just think, oh, well, I hope we can get something today, even a respectable display, which in part it was. But then to be walking away from Old Trafford after being beaten 4-1, thumped again at Man United and their fans gloating around you. It's not a good feeling as a, as a Newcastle fan. And uh, yeah, it's it's one where it's a, it's a, it's a kick in the teeth. Now, we know how big Leeds is, you know, Newcastle really do need a win. Um, you know, the fans are not very happy at the moment. How do you think Steve Bruce is handling? I mean, the pressure from the fans is there. We saw the banner unveiled towards the end. We heard the chance. We heard the chance against Southampton. How do you think Steve Bruce is handling all that? And yeah, just how big of a game is it on Friday? Um, it, there's a lot of pressure uh, in terms of. But the Newcastle United manager's job is one where you're going to have to deal with pressure. We've seen it in the press conference uh, after the game. What can you say about that, really? It was a question that was being asked by fans, a multitude of fans, asking us to ask the question that we asked. Um, some people might think that we used the fans as an excuse to ask the question, but it, w it would have still been asked anyway. But it needed to be pointed out that it's not us raking for controversy. It's us asking, reflecting what the readers uh, wanted would ask, really. So, and really, we didn't get a we didn't get a proper answer. <laughs> we got an answer, but it wasn't. Uh, wasn't quite what what people were expecting, but you know I'm a bit. Um, <laughs> it's one of them where it just sort of brushes over you because being in this job a long time, and at the end of the day, managers have a tipping point, and that was probably the tipping point for Steve Bruce that he'd 
had enough of certain questions and he decided to to lash out and uh yeah it's it's certainly on a day where ronaldo made all the headlines it it certainly didn't go unnoticed in in, in other media outlets because not just us who who've reported it it's been everywhere so yeah what what can you say it's um it's 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 the pressure is on because newcastle need a result and that's that's the nature of the game no, it was definitely a question that needed to be asked. Plenty of fans, like you say, wanted to ask, and that's what uh, you know we did. And well, everyone's everyone's seen the video and the the, the reaction that 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 followed. Um, I suppose, Lee, just just the final question, really. Um, <laughs> Leeds is a daunting task, but can Newcastle? I mean, I know they can get a win, but yeah, I mean, they're not they're not favourites going into this game, are they? And um, and if they lose, I mean, where did Newcastle go? After that, uh, yeah, it's a tough, tough game, and I think Leeds, Leeds are probably relishing this game. To be totally honest, uh, the manager there, as I say, has it has them so organised. Uh, where where did they go from here if they don't win? Look, as I say, if they got a draw, it's a point on the board, and it stopped the rot and. That's the very least Newcastle will be looking to do. If they don't do that and they lose, then we're going to see a, a, a furious reaction from the supporters. I would imagine, you know, I'm not trying to orchestrate it. You know, please don't accuse me of that. But I would say they're not going to be very happy if they get beat off Leeds, who are another rival, big rival. You know, it's the closest thing you're going to get with a derby. Um, and, you know, maybe there's... Maybe there's just spats of that that rude Hullet game um, back when Shearer got dropped, and you know it was it was almost like a tipping point for him. He decided he was going to walk away after that one. He felt he couldn't take Newcastle any further. This is a little bit different because Steve Bruce has got a big contract, and like many people, he won't want to walk away from a lucrative amount of money and. At the end of the day, Mike Ashley gave him that contract, so they can't really complain either. They either pay him the money and change manager, or they stick with him and back him a little bit more. Because obviously, I don't think he was backed very well in the in the summer transfer window. So it's not all negative against Steve Bruce. He's he's done a job at Newcastle where he's kept them up two seasons. Uh, he's had a couple of cup runs. Hasn't done a horrendous job uh, at the moment. The fans are, are making their, their feelings known. I think this would have probably happened last season had the supporters been in the ground during that three month um, run. So it's it's almost like a delayed response to to the last season. And um, yeah, the, I mean, I'm amazed that uh, I'm amazed that the the one chant that I thought we might have heard by now is the the old attack chant. Because against Southampton, they were sat right back at the uh, at the expense of a team who were had a really poor away away record, and uh, they needed to, uh, to to get something out of that game. But yeah, it's uh, this game's it's crucial for 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 the whole club, not just Steve Bruce. Yeah, definitely. So we'll finish on this question just on the back of something you've just said there. I'm just wondering, do you think Steve Bruce 
you know, obviously he has his faults and, and, and people, you know, some people point that out. Um, but he's not helped by the fact that A, the ownership don't really seem to want to push up what's expected of him. You know, we, we kind of think mid-table at most is probably where the expectation lies. So there's no, you know, there's nobody above saying, well, we need to do better than just mid-table. And then obviously, like you mentioned there, he wasn't properly backed in the transfer window. Only Joe Willock coming in with Wilson injured now. You know, that's proven like a massive gamble. That's already backfired. So in many ways, Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce's issues, you know, he, he can't control that in many ways. And he's, he's not helped by that. No, and the, everybody at the club knew that Callum Wilson was injured before deadline day. So, you know, you had the opportunity to bring in another striker. If Joe Linton or Dwight Gale gets injured now, they're in a very tricky spot. So, look, other players can play out of position, but that, it shouldn't be like that at Newcastle. It should be more organised, but sadly, here we are with a threadbare squad already, four games in. Pressure mounting on the manager. And as I say, if you're going to take anything away from, from this conversation, 34 games left and Newcastle are going to have to pick up probably an average of a point a game just to stay up. So that that's there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, is this squad capable of doing it? The squad don't seem happy. They, you know, they, they didn't. The whole squad usually, when things are going well, go over to the supporters at the end. And there was only one or two of them at the end. And there was obviously conversations about swapping shirts and stuff like that. Um, that's another that's another uh, conversation to be had maybe another time but at the end of the day things don't seem right and uh they need to get they need to get the positive a positive result against Leeds what your opinion on a positive result is whether it's a win or the draw you know people will have different opinions but for me they've got to at least get a point otherwise uh, there will there will be a lot of pressure from from the fan base yeah, most certainly. Well, Lee, thank you for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. To you guys watching and listening, thank you for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe. Head over to chronicle.co.uk to get with all the latest Newcastle United news.